the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, the program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. It's great to be with you today. It's always great to have this time together to talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. And on our program, the Roger Franklin Williams Show, we do that from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, and country. I have a great show for you today. We'll get right into it. Before we introduce our first guest, I, of course, want to remind you that our program is supported, and all the programs you hear on our stations are supported by Florida Door Solutions. Do you have a garage door problem? Florida Door Solutions has your solution. You can find them at FLADoor.com. That's FLADoor.com, or just give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR, and be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Now, a little bit later in our program, we'll hear from one of our regular contributors, our friend Vito Fira from over at Network Sound and Video. He's got some great updates on how we can make our memories last forever. And also, he's also working on another project for me, and we'll share a little bit more about that with you, too. A little bit later, we'll hear from Fred Brummer, candidate for Orange County Commission. Of course, that election is just um, you know very, very soon. And But right now, we're pleased to be joined by Grant Malloy, the Clerk of Court and Comptroller for Seminole County. Hello, Grant. Thank you for joining us. Hey, Roger. Thanks for uh, having me on. I sure appreciate that, and I appreciate you covering the local news. You don't hear enough of that out there, especially on the radio. No, thank you very much. You know, and as, as we talk about a lot, uh, really, it's if if you really take a hard look at it, or you don't even have to take a hard look at it, it's the... Local politics, local government, our local elected officials that affect citizens most directly and most personally in our daily lives. So that's one of the one of the many reasons we like to keep our eye on local government and cover it and and present local elected officials and candidates for our listeners. Now, exactly, and I didn't realize you know until I really got into this office and saw how much it did is how important you know the local government and your uh, local clerk and comptroller is because it's the foundation of uh, property rights. It has all your tax money at the county level, and it has all the legal records. So without, you know, uh, without that, government shuts down, literally. So uh, it's a very important thing, and sure, uh, happy to tell some of the more uh, changes we're having to improve service here. You know, I I thought about you today. Was it, has it been now two years ago that you were actually uh, a candidate for the race for uh, clerk of court? And, um, you know, that was a very exciting race. You did a, a great job on it, and uh, but now you've been in the office for two years, and you've you know, one of your goals, uh, primary focus goals, was to continue to improve the office, continue to bring it up to date to modern standards of technology, for the purpose of making uh, the office more user friendly, if you will, for citizens. And you've um, you know had a n- number of initiatives and successes 
in doing that. And I know you've had some even since we've even uh, you've joined us on the show. So can you bring us up to date on a couple of things that you've um, that, that you that are in the works to improve things for citizens? Sure. Happy to do that, Roger. As you know, in the past, we've talked about how we've improved our website. You can search records. You can uh, you know, use credit card, debit card, pay online, pay on phone if you have a citation or, or uh, other fines and fees, um, passports. Uh, one, a couple things we've done recently that are really cool. One is if you're getting married, uh, you know, we do wedding ceremonies. We now will, uh, for a small fee, I think it's like $15, we'll uh, take photos, give you a video on a thumb drive. Um, it's just a little, you know, a little spice in the soup there. Uh, people really love that feature. Uh, we also offer, uh, you know, a nice frameable uh, certificate now, as opposed to just the bland license you would get. So that's one new service we've done. Uh, we also have the, the great news is it opened up uh, just this last week. Uh, we remodeled the Casterbury branch that's over at Wilshire Plaza near the tax collector's office in the old plaza there. Wilshire Plaza and Castleberry, which is right near 436 in Wilshire Boulevard. That office had never been remodeled. The carpet was, uh, was mildewed, uh, dirty, stained, bad, bad uh, uh conditions. So we've just reopened it. It's a couple finishing touches we need to do. But one of the th- reasons we also remodeled that is to provide better surface in the future. We're redoing all of our counters at all the locations. And the goal is to go full service at both branches and at both courthouses. So in other words, whatever business you need to do, whether it's official records, uh, paying citations, fines and fees, uh, civil filings, you name it, one of the thousand things we do, I want to be able to take care of people at any location. And we've made steps to do that. Like in the old days, you could not pay a traffic citation at the civil courthouse in Sanford. It's just crazy. Now you can do that. You couldn't set up a payment plan for a traffic citation at anywhere else but the criminal courthouse. Now you can do that at three other locations. So make it easy. When people think about going to the clerk of the court, they don't think about, oh, I have to go to this one building. You know, we have seven different locations. And I, as a business owner, you know, don't like to chase a customer away and send them to another location. So uh, going full service in this new branch in Castleberry are a couple things. And there's more going on, too, as well. Do I have time to talk about that? Yes, certainly. Okay. Uh, Another thing we've done is we've revamped, and I think we have probably the best official records uh, search engine on our website, which is SeminoleClerk.org. And for people that need to purchase an official record, you know, maybe you, you need a copy of a of a uh, some court records or a mortgage or a deed or a marriage license, we, we come across that all the time. You literally can do that online and never even have to come into our office. So we have uh, one of the, I think it's the best official record search engines Online, you can purchase online and we'll mail it to you so you don't have to come in. And that's at civilclerk.org. So in the future, there's even technology where we might be able to email you the official document without even having to mail it to you. So that's something else we're looking in the future. But, you know, me as a business owner for over 25 years or so and growing up with my dad's small business, uh, to me, you know, government needs to treat citizens like their valued customers and um, just make you happy when you come in and uh, not leave you with this uh, 
how many times do you go deal with the government? You're like, oh my God, it's the government. You know, this is horrible. So we're doing everything we can to improve customer service for the people of uh, Simmel County, really everywhere, because lots of people need copies of records and and to uh, take care of business here. No, certainly, and I think that's one thing, and we even talked about it during the campaign, that um, is a real asset for you and a benefit for you in the office of clerk of court and comptroller for Seminole County is your background in private business, and as a, as a businessman who has to serve customers 365 days a year. And now, Grant, now another thing that we talked about a lot, not so much recently, is, and I'll try to give a very thumbnail sketch to bring listeners up to date who may have not heard those conversations. Part of the heretofore, part of the responsibilities of the clerk of court comptroller office is to, um, I guess, invest money, the tax revenues that come in on, on a short-term basis, and which you have been doing and doing very successfully. That came into conflict, uh, I guess, I guess the Seminole County Commission, if you will, or Seminole County governmental bureaucracy um, challenged that authority, and it actually got into the courts. And can you just kind of bring us up to date? Because uh, that's not something we've talked about in a while. Sure, and and, and we talk about this a lot, and I think it's a very unfortunate situation where the the county commission uh, filed a lawsuit against the clerk of the court. I mean, to have one local government suing another one is just ridiculous. And to date, I uh, my last uh, look, the county spent about a hundred thousand uh, dollars suing our office and outside legal fees. It, it's just ridiculous. It's a total waste of money and a waste of time. The clerks throughout the state have unanimously agreed to uh, defend me, so that's one good thing. We have a very uh, good attorney that's been representing us. It's not costing the taxpayers anything. And the, the it really comes down to control and, and a power grab that uh, they're saying that every investment has to be voted on at a commission meeting. Well, they met one time in July. How do you, how do you have a government that works? when you have one meeting a month, you know, stock markets, uh, bond markets, things move quickly. And uh, so in essence, they have a policy that really doesn't work. You know, we have to fund the sheriff and and send, uh, you know, about $10 million a month over there. We'll have have to put that on agenda and see what uh, investment account I can pull from. You know, it's it's the silliness of this. The the other thing that's really odd, and I I put the last report on, on our Facebook page. People can check that out. And um, since I've been in office, uh, we have done amazing things with investment portfolio and have done, for instance, done such a good job. The commissioners expected about $3.8 million in interest revenues. We're going to deliver this fiscal year about $8 million, all while following the policy of very safe investments that are liquid. So we're doing a great job. Um, we're uh, outperforming most months, uh, a lot of the benchmark. We're outperforming other counties. We're doing a great job. I have a really good comptroller department, and it's just silly that there's uh, so much time wasted on, on a lawsuit that's really a lot about nothing. Nevertheless, uh, we are appealing that, and we're waiting on the 5th uh, District uh, Court of Appeals to set up some oral arguments. I think eventually we'll be successful, but it's... Um, it's one of these things where you kind of roll your eyes when you, you look at what politicians do. Very interesting. Thank you for, for that update, certainly. And it's, uh, among other things, it's uh, kind of a it's insight into 
the real world of the way government really works, and oftentimes that's not <laughs> very attractive. But again, exactly. that's one of the missions of our program is to present uh, an accurate picture of what happens in government, um, you know, not just kind of a superficial overview of it. And, you know, these kinds of conflicts, uh, in many cases, uh, petty conflicts, um, are, are, you know, as we all know, kind of just a big part of, of the governmental process. So and obviously we're seeing that play out in Washington as well. Um, yeah, but, and in this case, the, the whole thing doesn't make any sense. Seminole County is the only county that I know of that the commissioners have uh, said they want to vote on every investment decision according to their policy. So that's not done anywhere else, and it, and it really can't work uh, when, when you put it together. For instance, if there's a problem with the bank, am I supposed to put that on the agenda? Wait a couple weeks? You know, by that time it's too late. So comptrollers and a custodian of a fund isn't uh, somebody that stands around the broom. It's somebody that works uh, actively on it, following the rules that are set up by the institution that uh, has, you know, the the money is uh, owed to. Yeah, well, so well, that's well, what a custodian really does. Yes. But, well, well, thank you for joining us and for a great update. Yeah. We look forward to Always speaking pleasure, to you Roger, soon. SeminoleClerk.org is our website. Thank you so much. Seminole County Clerk Recording Comptroller Grant Malloy, and of course, that seemed like it, but just two years ago, he was involved in a in the campaign for Clerk of Court, and of course, we follow that very closely. Anyway, we're going to go to our first break. When we come back, we'll hear from Fred Brummer, candidate for Orange County Commission on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you at a very exciting time of the year, election time, and as you know, we have a long tradition on our show of give, paying very close focus to our local elections right here in Central Florida, and that's a big part of what we're doing on our program today. A little bit later, we'll also hear from our friend and regular contributor Vito Fira from Network Sound and Video, and he's got some more great ideas about how we can make our memories last forever and how the great people at Network Sound and Video, Vito and Rhonda, can help us do that. We're good. Our next guest, who is Fred Brummer, candidate for Orange County Commission, I want to remind you that our program is supported by Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, and BurnFatOrlando.com. And let you know that Dr. Pa- Patrick St. Germain and his duties as chiropractor has worked with athletes at all levels, from co- Olympic elite college and professional athletes to Olympic champions. So when you're in pain, Call Dr. St. Germain at 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. That's 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. Dr. Patrick St. Germain, proud to be voted best chiropractor once again. Now let's go to Fred Brummer, candidate for Orange County Commission. Of course, he served for eight years in the Florida legislature, also served for eight years previously on the Orange County Commission, uh, went back to private business, and now he's seeking the position that represents broadly West Orange County and some other areas as well. Fred, great to see you, and thanks for being here. Roger, it's always a pleasure and an honor to be on a Roger Franklin Williams show, so thank you very much for the invitation. Well, for being just days away from election, you're looking uh, rested and still rearing to go. Well, you know, there is a lot of work, a lot of work. You know what a campaign is like, and and it's a lot of work to uh, to get done, and a lot more between now and and Election Day. Now, can you talk about, excuse me, start at the top and what were some of the reasons that, you know, after having served, 
that you wanted to uh, you know, enter this race and, and offer yourself to, to serve again. For well, the you know, the dynamics, you know, I mean, are, are unusual in that my successor on the county commission, Commissioner Nelson, as you're aware, was elected mayor of Apopka back in March. And that meant the seat was going to be open this fall. Further, with the mayor's race coming up, a number of additional county commission seats are going to be open. And that high turnover uh, on the county commission and the fact that District 2 seat was going to be open, I felt made it mandatory that District 2 get an experienced representative. Because in this juncture, someone who has not been there, who has not worked in that process, will be susceptible to you know as well as I do, there are those power interests, you know, downtown power interests that will try to to divert District 2 resources, i.e. tax dollars, to their pet projects. And so I felt it was mandatory that, you know, that I, as a responsible District 2 resident and citizen, that I, that I step up and offer myself. And that's, that's why we got there, you know, because just the, the, the intersection of Commissioner Nelson leaving the seat and the high turnover on the county commission and the huge number of retirements in, in senior staff members that are going to take place at the first of the year or shortly thereafter made it, made it important for us to have experienced representation for District 2. That's a great point, and uh, you know, I'll just add a little to it. That's a, you know, that was one of the things that characterized your eight years before was just, you know, as you said, initiatives from, I guess, a small number of downtown, powerful downtown people, or somebody put it, downtown Orlando people, to do things, and I'm talking about broadly, uh, shall we say, public works projects that maybe a lot of people really didn't think were that necessary, if you will. I know, uh, you know, I'll just leave it there. But anyway, you, you uh, had a had a track record of really standing up for the citizens to 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 to, to block some some of these uh, special interest type projects. And and uh, it's kind of you to say that you know the the I have been recognized for standing alone. Uh, the the fact of the matter is sometimes you know people get aggravated with me, but the fact of the matter is is that what we we're supposed to represent the people, and. And I try and do that. In other words, my 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 principles are based upon your, you know, same as yours, God and country. And how do you represent your district? Not how do you represent the people, you know, downtown or you know the the interests that have look at a particular project in favor. But how do you best serve those people for whom you are elected? And, of course, as we've documented, you've got a long track record of doing that both in the legislature and on the county commission. That's why I'm you know, enthusiastic about your candidacy and you know, hope, hoping that you will once again serve us. But now, Fred, can you talk about what are some of the, if you are to be elected, top one, two, three things that you would like to accomplish, things on, the, on your agenda? Well, you know, the, the, obviously, this is very long-term and a little bit more esoteric, but the completion of the Beltway, you know, I was a House sponsor of the of the Wakaiba Parkway Protection Act. I think will give us an opportunity to attract business to Northwest and West Orange County. All right, and 
the goal there, and this is kind of long term, is better paying jobs. Folks should be able to work where they live. And that, to me, is a very high priority. Very long term. That's not the kind of thing that we're going to, you know, swearing in is in December, that January, February, and March, we're going to fill that. But but, but that is a long-term goal that is hugely, because, you know, that, that our drive each way after work and before work is a impact on the quality of, of life, quality of family life. And so if folks living in Zellwood or living in Ocoee can work with, in Ocoee or work in Zellwood, that is going to be, that I think is going to be an, a huge improvement. You know, the, uh, other things that you know that are out there, we have to absolutely, absolutely all over uh, Northwest Orange County. Small items, sidewalks, you know, sidewalks. We need to improve our 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 roads. Those are those are more immediate. We, as you're aware, have a crisis for septic system owners with the Basin Management Action Plan, and that is the. Uh, the item of which, you know, we have the greatest concern for for District 2, and that is making sure that the state of Florida, St. John's River Water Management District, and Orange County will bear the burden of that the, that conversion from the standard septic system to, the, uh, to either sewer collection or to the nitrate reduction, because that, that the priority focus area for that Basin Management Action Plan is effectively District 2, Pine Hills and Apopka, Zellwood. And so, you know, none of, none of my uh, opponents have the, the background or experience in that particular item that, that I think will, will appropriately defend and protect the District 2 residents. Yeah, that's a great point, and, and I'll uh, elaborate just a little more on it, too is, you know, the septic tank issue is something that you've been working with. I think you even were fighting it back in, in the legislature, weren't you? Yes, sir. It, for 10 years, we battled it, 10 years. And I think it, it it's relevant for two reasons. One, of course, it's relevant for the people that will be directly affected, the citizens, and for those who are, are not as familiar because it's not one of those high-profile sexy issues. And this might be an oversimplification, but essentially it's government bureaucrats, if you will, uh, influenced by radical environmentalists um, and media uh, liberal media want to impose um, a situation where homeowners would have to buy and pay for expensive septic systems, which, you know, according to to many people, including Fred and most of the homeowners, they don't they don't really need. They aren't really necessary. And and you've you know you've described it perfectly. You know, no one wants to harm the environment. No one wants to harm the environment. But the situation is what. With the legislation that was passed and the, the Basin Management Action Plan that was put in place as of July the 1st, you know, we face the reality. So now the issue is not, you know, rules or implementation or the rest of this. What we're talking about is funding. And, that, you know, that's the thing. We need to, we need to have district two need someone who can defend the homeowners and make sure that the, that the homeowners are not the folks that have to pick up the tab for this expensive proposition. And I just want to admit, before we leave that issue, I do want to point out, I think that illustrates exactly what you were saying before, that Fred Brummer has a, a track record, a long track record of standing up, many times standing alone to fight powerful interests, because this is an issue 
that's um, you know not many people are gonna gonna defend the homeowners on. Uh, if, if you read about it in the ma- so-called mainstream media, the left-leaning mainstream media, it's gonna sound like a great thing. It you know it, it's a tough issue to fight. And um and I think that even for those that are not affected directly by the septic tank issue, um and the people that are are you know, very supportive and and very you know appreciative of the efforts of, of Fred Brummer. But if if you're not affected by that specific issue, this is an illustration of how Fred will stand up and fight for citizens to take on powerful interests, whether it's the liberal media, whether it's bureaucrats in Tallahassee or, or Orange County, or whether it's uh, private power brokers and special interests uh, in, in Orange County. That's kind of you to say, Roger. But the fact of the matter is, is that's what you have to do, and that's what you have to be willing to do. You have to be willing to stand up and take the slings and arrows of the, of the, of the left, of the, of the folks who are, are looking to take care of themselves. No, no, Fred. Can you talk about um, just some of, along the way? We got about two minutes before our, our break, and then we'll continue to speak with Fred Brummer, candidate for Orange County Commission, when we come back. But um, you know, I know you've got a lot of broad-based support out there. Would you like to share some of the people that are that are supporting you? Well, you know, I mean, it it, it really is. I'll tell you, the fact of the matter is, it has been a real honor. I've, you know, I've knocked on over nine thousand front doors already. And the number of times that the folks have said, oh, yeah, I, you know, I mean, I voted for you before. I'll vote for you again. You know, I voted for you I, oh, over in Ocoee, knocking on doors over in Ocoee, all right? And uh, one of the first, several of the first front doors that I get to, they say, oh, yeah, I remember you. I voted for you, you know? And this, and, and I hadn't been on the ballot in Ocoee since 2004. And, you know, when you get that kind of support in the community, uh, that is just it is thrilling because the fact that these are everyday working families and they remember the things that you've done and, and they remember your name and they appreciate that you have the work that you've done for the community. And so that's really the kind of support that I've enjoyed. When you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams show, we're speaking with Fred Brummer, candidate for Orange County Commission. We'll take a quick break and then we'll be back for another segment with Fred and then we'll hear from our friend Vito Fira of Network Sound and Video. Before we go to break, I want to let you know and that if you're looking for an auto repair shop that will care for your car, truck, SUV, any other vehicle with old-school honesty, integrity, and dependability, I urge you to get over to see Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheeler Auto Repair. You can trust the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. In fact, that's where I take my car. In fact, unfortunately, I had to, had to take it there <laughs> just recently. But but it was great to know that they would take care of it with honesty, integrity, and skill and, and get the car fixed very quickly. Friends, uh, you, they're located on 1908 South Harnsplash from Trail and Apopkin. Be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Friends, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Of course, it's election time again, and on today's program, we're paying particular focus to the Orange County Commission seat that's in the northwest and west Orange County area. Our guest right now is Fred Brummer, candidate for that position. Of course, he served in that position for eight years, and then also eight years in the Florida legislature as well. Um, also has tr- you know tremendous amount of business experience. He's a CPA um, with the partner in the CPA firm Bremer and Rogers, which is, um, has a long history of working with business people and small business people there, being in private business, and long track record of community service as well. Um, 
you know, Fred, I'd like to to ask you now, more in the the immediate term, what are some of the issues facing, you know, not just uh, your specific district, Northwest Orange County, but also, you know, Orange County and our region as well that, that you have an interest in and, and you'd like to, you know, affect? You know, transportation is, uh, in Orange County, is, is grinding to a halt. Uh, we're looking at a, a, a revenue-neutral method to try to fund the necessary expansions of streets and roads for folks to be able to get to and from their 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 house to the shopping to their job whatever sitting sitting in traffic is 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 causing a boiling point um, it and and we're we're not we're you know we're just not going to get it done the present leadership in Orange County has opposed the work that is necessary for uh, improving transportation and and we can face the fact that that things can only get worse here or we can go ahead and face the fact that we have to do something about it the unfortunate part of it is over the last 8 years we could have been working on this project okay we could have been working on the improvements for transportation but nothing has happened and <clears throat> and as a matter of fact you know, the, the efforts that we have made in the past have been opposed by the current administration. And so uh, that, you know, that really, really looking at, okay, can we go ahead and, and reduce property taxes and provide an opportunity for the voter to choose a sales tax impact to pay for road and street transportation? Now, keeping in mind, that in Orange County, because of the high tourism, almost 40% of the, of the sales tax dollars are paid by tourists, by folks in, from Ohio, Indiana, Massachusetts, you know, Connecticut. So getting, you know, make, it makes sense to look at that item, okay? Now, again, I'm talking about revenue neutral, so that, you know, anything that we would do on the sales tax side, give a break to the homeowner. On, on the uh, on the property tax side, that's really you know long term. That kind of impact has you know you can't fix a problem until you start working on it. And and our our issue today is for the last eight years the mayor has refused to work on that problem. Okay, the mayor has refused to work. And and so you're talking about the, the county yes, county mayor. County mayor has just you know has just refused to work on that problem. So the you know whatever reason. Uh, just you know, and it's not going to get done until you get started. You can't finish something until you start on it. So we've got to address that issue, and that is a long-term issue. That's an issue that we need to address now, for for results that will pay benefits long after I'm gone, and and even after you're gone. So it's you know that's a that's an impactful item, and, and we've got to step up and do that. In addition to the septic issue. And, of course, as you said earlier, there's going to be a lot of transition in governmental positions, Correct. county governmental positions, Correct. and that's the county mayor's office will be one that, that will, will change. Correct. Um, now, you know, current uh, Mayor Teresa Jacobs is term limited, and you know, there's a race for, you know, very spirited race going on right now for the new county mayor. We're speaking with Fred Brummer on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. He's a candidate, Fred's a candidate for Orange County Commission in the Northwest and West Orange County area. Of course, he served in that role for eight years previously and, and did a fine job, a lot of which we documented on our program over the years. 
And now, that leads to another question about, you know, I guess, intergovernmental relations. We talked about this last time you were on the show, but, you know, the city of Apopka uh, as, an, uh, as an entity is, is in your region, <clears throat> excuse me, that you would serve on the county commission. And as you talked about, Apopka's got a new mayor, uh, Brian Nelson, lifelong citizen of Apopka. And, and as we talked about, you know, there, there have been times when the city of Apopka and, and Orange County government didn't work so well together, where there was there was conflict. How do you see the relationship, you know, if you were to be elected? Well, you know, I mean, I, I think I have an excellent relationship with Mayor Nelson. You know, I mean, we, we've worked together on projects when I was on the county commission, when he was in the state legislature. You know, he he answers the call of the people, which is, to me, number one. Okay. Also, you know, I, I think I have a very good relationship with the mayor of Ocoee, Rusty Johnson. Uh, you know, I mean, he, uh, you know, he succeeded your pal and my pal, Mayor Scott Vandergrift. But, and and he, he also is, you know, I think a, a good friend, a good friend of the people. And, and I believe that, you know, that we can work together for making sure that the, the, the residents of Northwest Orange County, Ocoee, on Apopka, uh, all of Northwest Orange County pay the lowest property taxes practical and get the best services from that from that dollar. And so I think that cooperative that that spirit of cooperation is is available and I believe that we can get it done and get it you know get it moving together so that we're we're all on the same page on particular issues and if there's and if we're not then we'll we, I believe that we can speak about it in a in an appropriate fashion to work out the details to come come to consensus on particular issues. So I think this is a, an opportunity for Northwest Orange County to effectively, governmental-wise, to move forward. Friends, you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. I'm glad you're joining us. It's great to be with you today. Right now our guest is Fred Brummer, candidate for Orange County Commission in the area that covers Northwest Orange County and West Orange County generally. And you know, Fred, can you... Um, talk about you know, looking ahead. You know, some of the, um, I mean, other, I talked about some of the other people that um, that you that you encountered here that you're, you're working with, and you know that you would work with you know, on the campaign. Well, I mean, once you were elected. Well, you know, the the uh, commissioner Love has a history of of serving Northwest Orange County. He was Rod Love was appointed by Commissioner Scott to fill out. Commissioner Nelson's term. Uh, he's done a yeoman work. Greg Jackson serves on the uh, uh, um, zoning uh, committee. Uh, William Gussler serves, you know, uh, on planning and zoning. Uh, so, so we've got, you know, we've got uh, uh, Beverly Weinsberg who, who serves on the the uh, tourist development tax committee. So there's 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 a huge number of experienced people. That's you know that live in Northwest Orange County that are already you know providing uh, community service in in those particular areas and that you know that we're experienced working with and those are the kinds of things that we can you know that we can continue to uh, improve you know one of the one of the, the the folks that is is a background kind of guy who absolutely positively is an anchor in the community is Pastor Richard King. You know Pastor King, and and he's you know hometown, just like you. Uh, he just you know I mean he's the president and effectively uh, the moving of action. You know, a, a Popka uh, 
to to improve our neighborhoods. You know, and so uh, th- these are the you know these are the kinds of folks, along with you know such as Ella Gilmore, that you know that we will continue to work with to make sure that 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 Orange County government, Popka government, Okoe government serve the community well. Friends, we're speaking with, with Fred Brummer on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. He's a candidate for Orange County Commission for the district that represent that covers m- most of West Orange and, and North West Orange County. And Fred, you know, just uh, one thing that we talked about you know, the, the relationship with local governments, municipalities, you know, such as the city of Apopka, such as Eatonville, such as Okoy, but also. The county interfaces, I suspect, with state government as well. You've got you've got eight years of experience in both areas. Uh, can you talk about uh, you know that experience and how you think that'll benefit? Well, you know, I mean, last October we went to Tallahassee about the Basin Management Action Plan because of the the huge impact it's going to have on our community, and uh, we're going to have to go back and do that. In other words, somebody is going to you know you're going to have to go back and and work with the legislature regarding this basin management action plan because if 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 you don't if you if you just go up there as a crybaby if you just went up there you know totally unknown without any credentials or any of the rest of that you're not going to be able to convince you're not going to be able to convince let state legislators that that district 2 priority focus area of the basin management action plan for Wakaiwa and Rock Springs needs funding to take care of the f- residents, the homeowners in this district, and that that is that is for right now the number one legislative priority is to be able to make make sure that the legislature appropriates the, the necessary funding for uh, in, you know ma- taking the burden off of Orange County's working families. No, well, I think that's a huge asset that you have as a candidate, and you would have as a sitting commissioner is that. You know, the county government interfaces with state government, I would say almost on a regular, on a, a daily basis in some cases, things that ha- have to be, uh, to you have to go to state government for, if you will, or to get the support of. And you know, having served eight years there, you know exactly the lay of the land, you know who to talk to, you know how to talk to them, uh, you know the pitfalls and all those kinds of things. So that's that's just experience that you just re- really can't get. To, 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 to that point, Last October, when I was up there speaking with individual senators, it was a coincidentally was an environmental uh, impact committee in the Florida Senate, and I went in to sit down, sat in the front row, and a uh, a senator uh, recognized me and acknowledged me in the audience to the other, you know, to the senators. So senator uh, Simmons was there, obviously, uh, and so you know, uh, recognized. And that you're you're correct, having the credentials to be able to shake hands and say, oh, yeah, I remember you. Oh, yeah, you served such and such. Or, oh, yeah, you're from Orange County kind of thing. I believe is a, a substantial impact. And it's and it's, for the next four, eight years, it is going to be a huge of huge importance. Fred, it's been great to see you. Best wishes in the election. How could people, the most important thing is for people to get out to vote or to help others to get out to vote. What can people that's, do? That's really what it's about. You know, early voting is, you know, is through Sunday. And then uh, Tuesday, election day, seven to seven at their regular polling place. And so that's we need we need folks to vote A, B, and C. And how can people find out more about you and your campaign? Uh, Fred Brummer, fredbrummer.com is my email address, and fredbrummer.com is the website. 
Thanks for being here. Best wishes to you. you. Appreciate it. We'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. A program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. I hope you enjoyed those segments with Fred Brummer, candidate for Orange County Commission. Also, our earlier segment with Grant Malloy, comptroller and clerk of court for Seminole County. Now we're going to go to our regular contributor, uh, one of our regular contributors and friend, Vito Fira from over at Network Sound and Video. Before we go to Vito, I want to, of course, let you know about our friends over at Florida Door Solutions and let you know in the best uh, American tradition, Florida Door Solutions gives back. Florida Door, Door Solutions supports our local schools, Little League Baseball, and other youth sports, and many great organizations in our community. And that's in addition to the great work that they do as Florida's best garage door company. To find out more about Florida's best garage door company, just visit them online at FLADoor.com. That's FLADoor.com. Or give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. And be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Now let's go to Vito Fira, founder of Network Sound and Video, where memories last forever. Hello, Vito. Thank you for joining us. Hey, Roger, what a blessed day to be here with you. Thank you for having me on today. And, Vito, I'll just kind of let you, there's always, you know, it almost seems like as, as as the calendar unfolds and as we go into various seasons, there are opportunities um, for people to preserve their wonderful memories. Now, as we kind of transition, uh, we're still, you know, I can tell by the temperature, all of us can, that when we go outside, we're definitely still in summer. However, you know, Labor Day's just around the corner, and we're not too far away from fall. What are some, um, you know, opportunities that you would like to share with people to preserve their, their memories? Well, it's a great time right now. Uh, it, it's towards the end of summer here that uh, folks can get and gather all the things that they may have uh, uh, taken camera-wise and videos and things like that oh, that they've taken over the summer and holidays and such and get prepared to uh, we put these into something that they can actually watch. Like people say they'll take their cameras and they'll take lots of videos and, and stuff, but they want to be able to share them. So that's one of the things that we do. We'll extract those uh, video footage uh, pieces and also uh, their pictures and stuff and put those onto something that's easily shared, like uh, into JPEG folders and, and, and things like that. Now, cameras are, are a little bit different than uh your phones, you know, your camera may have a, still have a videotape in it or some are hard drives. So uh, when those cameras get filled, they need to get the hard drive removed. So it's a great time to think about getting all that stuff out so they can share with people coming up here in the fall. And uh, and we've, we've had a gamut of things come in all summer. It's been a very, very extremely busy summer for us. And we've had people bring in slides that they had taken because they think of the new things. And then all of a sudden they'll say, well, wait a minute, I've got old things that my, my dad or my mom had maybe even taken or grandparents. And that's when it'll ring a bell for them to go and find things like 35 millimeter slides that they may have stored or film that they're actually on film reels. And some of the younger generation, they've never even heard or seen of this, seen these products. But once they do, they're just like amazed by, wow, look at that. I can't believe that the way that that actually operated, you know, film on a reel or a 35-millimeter slide that went through a projector. 
We've gotten so much in this summer. It's been amazing. So that's the kind of things that people just actually find and bring into us. And we've been restoring this stuff all along. So like I said, we've been blessed to have such a, a great business, especially this summer, uh, restoring all these fine old products and bringing them, bringing them back to new, as well as the new things that need to be just able to be shared now. Friends, we're listening to you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Right now, we're speaking with Vito Fira, founder of Network Sound and Video, where your memories last forever. And and I also want to let you know that you can find Vito a variety of different ways. You can find him online at networksoundandvideo.com. You can drop by and see him. It's conveniently located on Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood, right in the Merritt Center. You can see the sign right out in front as you drive down Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood. And you can just give them a call at 407-834-8555. And, you know, Vito, I'd like to have you talk about, now as, as we all, as I always try to remind our listeners, that one of the great things about Network Sound and Video is that you're located right here uh, locally. And that, you know, people don't, and first of all, the service you provide is very rare to begin with. Uh, as I know so well myself, because I searched for, I guess, 20 plus years to try to find a place like yours. Um, but but also that you're here locally and that there, there are some places uh, around the country, if you will. But I do think it's um, the local angle is very important. You don't have to box your cherished memories up, uh, you take them, put them in the mail, send them off to strangers. Um, we're kind of worried what kind of how the well they're going to be taken care of, worry if they're going to get lost in the mail, uh, if you're going to get them back. Um, you know, you can, you know, people here, you know, our listeners can go right over to Network Sound and Video, very easy to find, conveniently located, drop them off uh, in your very secure hands, you and Rhonda, and where you'll take care of them uh, with tender, loving care, and then um, you get them back very soon. So can, just talk about the, the local aspect of, of Network Sound and Video. Well, many people don't realize that after they, they have located that, that we are right here in Longwood and they can drive their uh, their uh, archives right in here to us where we do everything in-house. Now, we do get things sent into us, too, because we will, we do operate on a national uh, level. But the folks that bring in the things like their old videotapes, camcorder uh, cassettes, uh, their audio reels, record albums, uh, reel-to-reels and cassettes that may, they have, may re- have recorded 40, 50 years ago, don't necessarily want to put them in a box and just send them somewhere. So those folks will come right into the office. We give them a great estimate on what it's going to take in order to upgrade these into the newer uh, files like uh, like a CD, a DVD, or digital files like MPEG, MP4 for video, MP3 for audio. We can convert and put those into the newer, uh, easier-to-watch to type of formats where you can watch on a on your big screen TV, you can watch it in a laptop computer and such, and they're easy to email and such. And, yeah, you just bring them in. We do everything in-house. We do our repairs on all the videotapes, video cassette tapes, uh, film. We'll put leaders on them that, and, uh, and make them ready to run so that uh, you can watch and share these things again. But, yes, you know, you don't just put them in a box and just ship them out. You can bring them right in here to us. They get all their originals back. And uh, we seal them back up again so they don't have to worry about uh, them deteriorating further. But uh, over the years, we have seen some deterioration. Like we got some in this week, Roger, that the 
the, the they were videotapes, like VHS tapes. You wouldn't think, well, they're not that old. And you look at it, and here they're 25 or 30 years old. But what happens is the videotape itself starts to fall apart. It, it's uh, it's made of a, of a two-piece material. There's the uh, there's the video, which is the, the magnetic side, and then there's uh, like a clear, what's called a cobalt backing, which almost looks like a scotch tape. But it starts to deteriorate. We've gotten some in like that through no fault of their own. People say, well, it was stored in a nice place like a home entertainment center or even in a closet or a, under their bed or something like that in a nice sealed box. But it's just the properties that happens that just happens to just start to take the, it starts to separate and fall apart. So not to scare anybody, but just be aware. It's the best thing is to get them in as soon as possible so we can repair so we can get them transferred with having without having to do a repair on these things. But uh, we do, like I said, we do everything in house. We don't send anything out. We do all the repairs in house and whatever is necessary to get these things back into new uh, formats that they can watch and share. Now, and we're speaking, friends, we're speaking with our friend Vito Fira, founder of Network Sound and Video, located on Ronald Reagan Boulevard in the Merritt Center in Longwood. Um, you know, we haven't talked a whole lot about this on the air, Vito, but, you know, a large part of our focus and discussions are things that have been in boxes for many years, the situation that I had. But, you know, I suspect that you could even convert uh, lower tech, if you will, uh, current uh, media to a better format. What I'm talking about, maybe if somebody has a um, on their cell phone, took some video, uh, maybe their children's you know dance recital or graduation or something. I suspect you could you could uh, take that and then make it even better. Can you address that? Well, we had uh, recently received uh, a box of cell phones. When I tell you it was a box of cell phones, this lady brought in 14 old cell phones. And believe it or not, these all had pictures and video on them. And she had no way of getting any of that back off. And these were her kids when they were, you know, like babies, three, four, five, six years old. Now the kids are... Uh, in college, okay, so some of them were are, are 18 to 20 some years old in their old first cell phones, the old flip type and everything. So we have gone through and we've extracted all of these pictures off the old cell phones, some are videos, some are pictures. The pictures we have restored to JPEG files, which now are individual files that you can take to any uh, Photoshop place and they can pick, print the pictures for you, or you can attach them to email. Or you can put them in a, a CD or a DVD collection and send them to family and friends. That's what we do with the JPEGs when they're a photo. And in the video, the video portion is what we're doing for her is actually taking them out and, and for lack of better words, hooking them all together and so that they can they just run. So they'll put on we'll put these on a regular playable DVD and all the old video that she shot from all her old telephones will all be on disc so that they can just pop them into a TV, a smart TV, a laptop, whatever's got a disk drive, and she'll be able to watch and share these old pictures. She's so excited. But I have to say, that's probably the largest amount of cell phones that we ever got in one shot. But uh, they're, they're coming out great. So it, it's just they had to, to address what you were saying about taking the older formats and bringing them back. But uh, that's what we do here is network sound and video. Well, Vito, thank you for joining us today. I know you, you know, you're doing extra duty. You're actually joining us from your vacation, and I certainly appreciate you checking in to give us some great tips on how we can help make our own memories last forever. 
by bringing them over to you and Rhonda at Network Sound and Video. Well, thanks, Roger. It's a pleasure to be here, and our customers don't like us to go on vacation. They <laughs> want to be there when they're dropping stuff off. So we decided to take a couple days off, and uh, and it's always a pleasure to be there, be here with you, and share with your listeners and uh, those loyal listeners, of course. And it's just it's just a blessing to to be able to share and do what we do here at Network Sound and Video every single day. Appreciate the great work that you do, great work you've done for me personally, and it's always a joy to share it with our listeners and. Uh, one more time, friends, if you can find you can find Vito and Rhonda very easily. First of all, online, 24-7-365, networksoundandvideo.com. Very simple. You can also give them a call. Joe Low Tech, give them a call, 407-834-8555. Very easy to remember number, 407-834-8555. Or just drop by and see them in the Merritt Center on Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood. Well, Vito, thanks for joining us. Have a great uh, couple of days off. Thanks a lot, Rod. God bless, and thanks to all your listeners, too. And, friends, thank you for joining us today on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Have a great day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.